As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. How's the Georgia weather today? It's cold. It's, it's cold? Yeah, windy. I mean, when I got off the flight, I, I landed at like, you know, three, in, well, it was 1.30 in the morning. Uh -huh. And I had parked at the other end of the lot. And I had my suitcase and my box of peacock feathers and my travel case and my computer bag. And I was underdressed for the weather. It was cold and windy. And it was just kind of like, yeah, this, this kind of makes sense. You know, a great way to end an incredible trip with a little epic weather. Just <laughs> one last hurdle. But no, I'm good. See, I feel great. I want cold weather, though. I've been dressing for cold weather, and it's high 80s today <laughs> just because, you know, California weather. But, man, I'm so excited to come home and wear all my sweaters and sweatshirts and layers. It feels great. It's amazing though. There's that fine line between it's hot. I wish it were cooler and it's cool. I wish it were warmer. It's like, we're never satisfied as human <laughs> beings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I am satisfied to be here in this chair and ready to do a podcast with you. Should we roll the intro music? Let's do it. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads. I actually wore your Providence, um, was it soccer yeah, jacket, your, your, your letter, letter jacket your letter last jacket. night? My Letterman jacket? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I should not have had a Letterman jacket either. That's so funny. You lettered in, what did you letter in? Soccer. I lettered in theater and band. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's, that, no, that, but no. aren't Letterman jackets, I guess they're not specifically I've, for I've athletes. I've never heard them called but, a, a Letterman jacket. It's just. Your, your letter jacket, right? No, it's a Letterman jacket. Oh, it looks like a leather jacket to me, but I don't. <laughs> it's got leather arms. It was, it was, but it was cold out, and we went to trivia with my parents and my sister and brother-in-law and their friends and family from the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and we went to a trivia night at a pizza restaurant, which we'd never. Well, we didn't do this with them for a while, but you used to do trivia all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I did it for at least a year or two before your dad and I met. I was doing it when when we uh, met. She was a well, trivia, when we started dating. trivia yeah. host, hostess. I was actually the scorekeeper, which meant I got paid peanuts, but I was actually feeding all the funny lines to the DJ, and he would just repeat whatever I said. And it was like, okay, can I get some extra <laughs> commission on that? No, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, I take back what I said about Letterman jackets. I think I think everyone should be able to have them, even if they aren't athletically inclined. <laughs> <laughs> like a participation 
participation jacket, even if you didn't participate. We no, you can let her. You can let her in academics. It. You can. It just basically is like you're no, a person you can't. that. Yeah, you you can you can let her in a debate club. You can let her in anything that's like saying I got involved in my school, represented my school at some high level. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I thought it was only for sports. I mean, I got I lettered. I I I, uh, was a football manager. I got so I lettered in football. I got a letter jacket for team trivia. Actually, (laughs) oh, and I lettered for team trivia. What's I, I lettered for managing boys soccer too. Man, That's what I, I had said. An interesting yeah, high school experience. Yeah, oh, they should have given you more than one jacket. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no. I did not letter in band. I totally made that up. <laughs> you were barely in band. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you, you played you played three instruments for a total of what, like six weeks? <laughs> I have no <laughs> Maybe idea. Maybe a little more. It wasn't long. That I was in it band. Wasn't. Yeah. No, I was in band for years. You were? Oops. Yeah, in middle school. I did band 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Oh, I I was thinking of high school. Yeah, no, I wasn't in band <laughs> high school. Man, the more you know. But L.A., L.A. was so fun. I know. I, I still, I was thinking about it to make some notes for this um, conversation today. It felt like we were just hanging out and about really laid back, mm-hmm. but we did a ton in the two and a half days that I was there. Like yeah. incredible amount. A lot of, of driving. Of, <laughs> yes, Maggie was an awesome driver. Although I don't know that you would have appreciated her LA driving. She's like, there's different rules in LA, right, Maggie? Yeah, like you've got to got to keep up your speed. You can't allow any distance at all between yourself and the car in front of you. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's no. not true. I do allow distance. It's just things do stop very quickly. And so you have to stop very quickly. It would but not if you have like, passed if you allow too much test. distance, then people just are constantly cutting in in front of you. And Which I'm totally I mean, okay with people like going, okay, yeah. but use your blinker. If you don't have your blinker on, I... I mm-hmm. will probably try to not let you in as much. What freaks um, me out is the motorcycles. They just oh, come yeah, like flying. So you know, so traffic is stopped or people mm. are moving at certain speeds. And then the motorcycles on the dotted uh, line between the lanes just go flying past. What's that called? Uh, That's called something. And it's uh, legal. The, the, well, sure. It's legal? Yeah. yeah. No, it's totally legal. It's part of the law of what makes it, you know... That they're allowed to go on the line? No, the line is separating the lanes. No, it's actually not. No, they're allowed to. It's legal. Motorcycles can do that legally in LA and in California anyway. I think it's the only way they can kind of like effectively manage the flow of traffic because there's just so many people. So dangerous. I know. It's called lane splitting. Lane splitting by motorcyclists is legal in California. Intentionally blocking or impeding a motorcyclist in a way that could cause harm to the rider is illegal. Opening a vehicle door to impede a motorcyclist is illegal. Mm. Okay, that's okay, but you could so easily hit one of them unintentionally. And that's right. Because yeah. they it's, come up too dumb. fast because you're thinking about your relative position to the cars next to you, but mm-hmm. the cars around, you know, the motorcycle could be like still a long ways back and he's going yeah. so fast. And a lot of times when like you're in tighter traffic, if you're going to get over, you have to force your way in a little bit. So even if you're not directly getting over, you're inching your way over there. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. it's so dangerous. Impeding it's the so flow dumb. of a, of a lane splitter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, imp- you're impeding the flow of the lane splitters. So well, that wasn't don't get one a motorcycle. of the best parts of LA. <laughs> so get a flying car <laughs> and yeah. just rise above it. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. I love that. Um, no, but I landed at like 630 at night. I did a speech that day in Orlando. I And you picked me up. We went straight to the pickleball courts by way of the Whole Foods because it was pickleball potluck, which I'd heard so much about on the pod- podcast here. Yeah. And uh, and we, we got there around 8, 8.30-ish, which is like, you know, 11.30 to my body clock at this point <laughs> after a long day and a long flight and a long speech. But uh, I got this like second wind and I was a little intimidated. I have to say, Maggie, <laughs> the, the, the level of competition and talent on the pickleball court where you play is quite something. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah, we have 5-0 players, which is like highest ranking in the world. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Did I play with any of those people? <laughs> no. I think you would have known. <laughs> well, me. Well, I think whoever I was playing with was probably taking it easy on me to some extent. But no. Oh, not really no, they were good games. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it was great. I told Aunt Wendy about that last night as well. What'd she say? She said, "Oh, she was. She just thought it was great. Thought that it was great that we played and that you're you're playing." And um, yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of potluck there, though. There was kind yeah, of like the food I we almost, brought, and that was it. Well, we've only <laughs> brought food for ourselves, uh, and I did. Well, I, you I, brought food for us. I brought cold soup. Yeah, I don't know why that's what I bought, but I yeah, thought it would be tastier idea. than it was. Yes. But I almost pointed out to you where the potluck was. Um, It was right next to us. It was just very, very sad and small. So I I Mm -hmm. didn't actually even end up pointing it out to you, but it was there. Nice. (laughs) It's more about the community and the friends. You know what I mean? Nice. Yep. And I get to meet uh, Ethan and Sterling and... Um, several other of your friends that night as well, yeah, which was great. And we were there almost till when it closed, but by then I was definitely turning into a pumpkin. <laughs> yes. And Maggie gave me her bed. She said I could sleep in her bed, which was really sweet. Nice. Um, and so thank you for that. gave you my that. room, yeah. My, your room. And it was very cozy, very cozy. Thanks. Yeah. And so then the next day Maggie had her acting class. Oh, Yeah. And you were asking me, should I reschedule it? I was like, no, no, you know, keep your class, keep your commitments, keep your you know momentum, momentum on your acting, definitely going forward. Um, I'll figure out something else to do. So, how was that? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't audit the class. That would have been no. Awesome. He I, asked about it. I asked and about I, it. Yeah, I th- I genuinely think he would have gotten bored, bro. These classes, I love them. I really, really do. I love. Like such great teachers and everything and work, but um, they're four hours long. Wow! And I don't think, Daddy, you would have started stretching and sighing and being, and weird, being loud. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And and then opened his TikTok a couple times, which you yeah. cannot keep quiet it, with one earbud in, listening to his podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, Ethan from Pickleball was also in the acting class. So there was a connection yeah. there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. See, it's all So what did connected. you do while she was acting? Well, well. I, I had all kinds of ideas. <laughs> I was going to either work on my book. I was going to was going go to? see um, Carol, which I didn't end up working out. She was busy. She had family over and stuff. So I decided instead 
to go like scout locations for my weekly video, oh. which I was going to shoot the next morning, Sunday morning. Um, and so I Googled, or I'd done this earlier. I Googled nature near me from Maggie's house, which is actually a pretty cool thing to do. You could put oh. in nature near me anywhere you go and it'll come up with like nature preserves or parks or just any kind of areas where you want to get out into nature because that's what the video was about. It was about how to, you know, why I explore in nature and how it serves me. And I tried to relate it to like your nature. So I went up this trail, it's called the Ferndale Trail and it winds up the mountain as California trails will. Mm -hmm. And it goes to the Griffith Observatory, which is, so it's a pretty good hike, maybe a mile and a half or so up. Um, and then when you get to the top, you're at the Griffith Observatory, which is like a world-class planetarium and science center, free, free to the public. Um, and it was amazing. I love this kind of thing. It was a really very amazing place. Um, and then I hiked back down and I went back and I waited for Maggie and picked her up. Awesome. Yeah. It was a wonderful time. Much better time than I would have had auditing the class. Because I think you can't just watch the class. Auditing the class means like you're in the class, right? No. No, no you, you would just observe. Yeah. Okay, good. Because right. that would have been but really also, weird. You audit a <laughs> yeah. class. you audit a class with the intent to join. Right. And everyone would know that my dad, who was in town from Georgia for two days, was not having an intent to join the class. Well, right. it would also make people more self-conscious maybe, and they wouldn't nah. be doing their normal thing. No? Nah. We're professionals. There you go. Anyway, it was a great, great time, great trip, and it was also a great location for the video. The next morning, I was up there by like six in the morning. It was still dark. Before daylight. <laughs> Definitely. I was hiking up the mountain. established in yeah. previous podcasts. People with um, lights and lights on their on their glasses, lights on their dogs, walking their dogs up the mountain. Ah. And I walked up there and I'm just waiting. <laughs> Wait, can I get enough light yet for my first <laughs> shot? And it's still a little bit dark in my first shot, but it, I think it came out great. You Go check it out, danthurman.com, and you be the judge. I think what's semi-impressive is that we managed to go to Whole Foods three times in a two-day visit. Yes, yes. But that wasn't uneventful in and of itself. No, no. Have you told mom about this? What happened? No, I didn't. This was one of those stories, honey, oh, that I'm no. saving for the podcast to tell you. Oh, no. Oh, mom. No. <laughs> this was So basically... <laughs> Yeah. Dad, Jenna, and I, we decided to go for a little ice cream run to Whole Foods, get some After ice cream Indian to take food, it up. We, we had some yes. killer Indian food. Mm. And then on the way home, we're like, hey, let's get some ice cream. So we went to Whole Foods. Go on, Maggie. Mm -hmm. We grabbed that. Um, and then and what, what was it? We were in a snack aisle. Well, we were shopping just for a few other things. And Jenna yeah. wanted to get like... You know, a food bar, like a nutrition or protein bar, and there was a Cliff specific bars. kind that she wanted. Yes. Yeah. And she wanted the minis that were in this certain flavor, which were only mm -hmm. available like on the top, top shelf, shelf, top shelf in the aisle. And she looks up there and she said, hey, are either of you feeling any, feeling like doing a stunt to go get those for me? <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I was hoping you'd ask. Well, and so... My first I kind of was, sized it up for a second. I sized it up. I, 
I thought about it and I took a step back and that's kind of when you went into action. Yeah. Cause my first thought was I could pick up Maggie. You could stand on yeah. my shoulders. You could sit on my shoulders. I could just hold you up like in a cheerleading pose. There's a lot of ways we could have approached it. <laughs> but when you took a step back, I felt like you were disengaging from the experience. And I was like, you know what? Let me just knock this out. Like seize the mm -hmm. moment. And so I just took a big running jump. And at the same time on my way up, just for a little extra push, I started to push off of the shelf. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's not as bad as you think. I didn't knock the whole shelf out, but I did break the front of the shelf off with all of the pricing on it and all the signs on it. And it just kind of went snap it hit the ground i didn't make the top i didn't get the <laughs> i didn't get anything off the top shelf and jenna immediately doubles over with laughter oh my god you said she like bolted <laughs> No, oh, no, she starts laughing and crying, and then Max we're all we're, laughing. Yeah, we're I'm all, crying, and we're trying and to so be inconspicuous, but we can't. Basically, um, my thought then was like, oh, "Okay, this is broken. This is on the floor. Let me look around to see if anyone else saw this." Yeah. And so I look to my right, and a foot and a half away is a step stool ladder. <laughs> mm. Imagine that on wheels, Wait, perfectly. Oh. A designed to accommodate our dilemma. <laughs> Were you able to put the front of the shelf back together or was it broken? No, no, it would not go back <gasps> home. We just kind of hid it in there. Oh no. And I set now, it on top of this. the shelf. Yeah, but get this. Jenna takes another look over the shelf and finds that the bars are actually on the bottom shelf as well. No! Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, well, what happened is Maggie then at that point really quickly went up the ladder. She grabbed them off the top shelf. We, we went to check out. And while we're checking out, Jenna looks and she realizes those, those aren't even the ones she wanted. Yeah. Oh, and no. so she went back by herself at this point. We're still checking out. And yeah, and that's when she said they were on the bottom. Actually. So you told them you broke the shelf. Right. And they no. had you arrested. No, you did not. We shopped there like three times, honey. We bought a lot of stuff. <laughs> they, we are keeping <laughs> them in business. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> we can break a shelf or two. All good. All good. So that letter that we got from Whole Foods, that's not that that's just coupons, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there was one, one there was one monumental achievement for our L.A. trip. I finally got to meet Blythe. <gasps> Yay! That's true. That did happen. And actually, time did stop for a second. <laughs> She's an awesome person who actually really exists. And we had coffee together and she was super cool. It was very and fun. I can tell why you get along so well with her, Maggie. She's she's a really, you and her are a lot alike. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Well, I looked she's up after cool last girl. after last week's podcast, I looked up to try to find those Getty pictures. And mm -hmm. I never found you, but I was looking and looking and looking and I couldn't find you. What do you mean you never found you. me? I never found you. And then so All your you dad do is comes search back. my name. <laughs> oh, well, I just put I put the event in Getty Pictures and the uh, Catherine called Birdie in there. And then I'm like, your dad walks up and I'm like, yeah, I can't find Maggie and Blythe. And I scroll back to the top and I realize the very first picture, which is the, like the, the, feature, the picture. feature picture is Blythe. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> now, funny. Now I hadn't met her before, but I've seen her in your videos. So, but mm -hmm. so I didn't notice it right off. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I will say, so I ended up driving dad 
he had work here in Laguna Beach and I ended up driving him to his hotel and I just ended up staying the night. Y'all, the hotel is one of the nicest hotels I've ever been to because it's nice, not in a very like large corporate way. Mm -hmm. It's very like, I don't know, just intentional about its design and I I have a video I <laughs> that I just took in the morning because we got there at night and then when I woke up it was just me in the hotel room and so I went over to the curtains and I knew we had an ocean side view and so I just recorded my reaction of getting the curtains open but this was like less than a minute since I was asleep to being awake to looking at the ocean so it's just I'm so disorganized in the video. <laughs> um, but yeah, our view was just the ocean and it looked straight out of a movie mm. and the food was great and the coffee was great. And it was overall, I'm, I'm so glad I went. Yeah. It's like you're on the side of a cliff with, oh, wow. with a, a stair steps down to the beach and this little strip of beach that extends out to these rocks and the, the waves oh. are crashing against the rocks. It reminded me of like um, when we were in Puerto Rico at the El Conquistador, oh, a little yeah. bit, a little yeah, bit like yeah. that. But this is the Montage Laguna Beach. Oh. The Montage hotels are really amazing. They're all dog-friendly hotels. Mm. And I know what you mean, Maggie. It's like it's it's classy and elegant it, without being pretentious. It's just yeah. everything's beautiful and really it's it's designed it's to the point. It's private, too. It's yeah, pretty private. Bad. It's yeah. like a yeah. boutique kind of hotel. Mm-hmm. Next time I go there, you're going to come with me. Nice. Definitely. We're definitely not bringing the dog that's sitting next to me now because he smells so bad. I know. I know. He likes <laughs> it that not way. very dog friendly or this dog is not friendly smelling. I don't get it. Ugh. But yeah, that was a good time. Uh, and even there, we we did a lot, even though we were there just for the night. I was so glad you got to go to my speech. We made a couple TikToks in the hotel room, which was fun. We had some good food and um, yeah. And then you got me to the airport, which was different than the airport I intended to go to. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Delta changed my flight. And I didn't check the day before. They changed it to an earlier time. And so instead of, like, getting off stage and immediately rushing to the airport, I knew I had a little extra time. But I didn't. And so mm. by the time we were on the way to the airport, my flight was already boarding. And we were about 30 minutes away from Orange County. So I had to change it. Maggie drove me back to LAX, which meant more time in the car together. So we had good food. Well. It was great. We <laughs> yeah. had a great lunch. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I had two speeches before I got to LA. The first was in Nashville, and that was for a group called the OB Hospitalist Group. These are people who like manage and lead teams to run the uh, like the delivery rooms, the emergency delivery rooms for delivering babies in hospitals. Like they're employed by the hospital to just run that whole department. Mm -hmm. And I was learning some things from them that are really cool, like that I didn't know. Um, for example, did you know like 50% or more than that, 53% of all babies that are delivered in the U.S. are delivered um, uh, under Medicaid. They have no prior obstetrician in this person's wow. like, I had no idea. In this person's whole pregnancy. They just show up into the emergency room. Um, maybe they've seen somebody like once or something early in the pregnancy, but like mm. this whole concept of having regular obstetrician care during yeah. your whole pregnancy mm -hmm. and you get to be with your doctor, that's that kind of the situation. Quite often for these whole centers and for these teams, there's just like a pregnant woman who shows up and you don't know the first thing about her and mm. or about her pregnancy. And it's like, okay, let's go. 
Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. Mm. And that these, these were people who were all expert in dealing with that kind of emergency situation. Yeah, that's wild. Well, I shared with them, and I've never shared this story from the stage before, about when you had your ruptured ectopic pregnancy, yeah. nearly died, and you yeah. got rushed to the hospital. Um, you rushed me to the hospital. I know. I even told them like how I did that with you on the in the back of the van, yep. splayed out on all fours, because mom was in so much pain. This was like at four in the morning that she could not even sit down. She could the only way she could find could, comfort, yeah. any kind of comfort, was to be like on her hands and knees in the back of the minivan. <laughs> well, I couldn't stand, I couldn't stand straight up. I couldn't, oh, uh, yeah. Like you were, you said it was like getting shot. It and was totally, I felt like, yeah. And I said that to the doctor in the emergency room. I said, I, I feel like this is more painful than being shot. And he said, oh yes, it is. <laughs> you know, not that he would know, but he's, yeah. you know, from his experience with uh, wow. topics. In fact, that month they had five ectopic pregnancies in the, um, in the, what do you call it? The group or the, the doctor's group that I, I went to. Yeah. Man. It's crazy. And, and my mom was, almost didn't survive it. Her doctor happened to be at the hospital that morning to do a surgery, surgery for someone else. So her doctor was able to take her, yeah. saved her life. They like recycled her blood that was in her body and put it back in her veins, like gave her own blood back to her. Yeah. So, this really cool machine that yeah, thankfully yeah. they had on hand. One of the other women, same situation, ruptured. They didn't have it, and she had to have a transfusion. Did you know the story? And then I I didn't know details. Right, and then so she lost one of her tubes, and then at that point we were like, well, I guess maybe we're not going to be able to have kids. But then we had two amazing kids, Eddie Yay. and Maggie, and both delivered again in kind of like an emergency situation or you know, by C-section, but anyway, yeah. so I shared all of that with this group, which they thought was really amazing. And I also shared the story about you donating a kidney. So you were both of my bookend signature stories. Uh, and they said, she's addicted to surgery, isn't yes. she? <laughs> Your wife likes she pain. Must love hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I so. was in a hospital like two weeks ago visiting a friend Oh yeah, I remember. It's such an interesting um, place. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I I didn't know how to act at first or <laughs> at all. I never really never really had a learning curve on that. <laughs> um, and then I talked to my friend. Was your friend okay? Yeah, yeah, he's he's discharged now. But I talked to him a few days after, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I actually have no memory of your visit." Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay. I was there for hours. <laughs> I brought you this gigantic plant and a, and a big bear. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Hospitals are weird. I, I know what you mean because it's like, I feel like, you know, you want to go there, you want to be with someone, but then once you're with them, it's like, how do you best provide comfort? <laughs> you want to play some cards? <laughs> yeah. Man. What, what hospital? Just out of curiosity, like I know all the hospitals in LA, right? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It was in Burbank. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw Philip and yeah, Henry what? while we were in. Ain't uh, no way you'd know the hospital, Mom. I've, oh, I have actually been to one of the hospitals there because- Cedar when, sinai Yeah. yeah when, when Dan and I went to go visit um, Pasha and Philip before their twins were yeah. born, and we were like, we want to see Pasha before she has the baby. We get off the plane, and your dad has a message, 
uh, Pasha's in labor, comes straight to the hospital. And we're like, yeah. but we still saw her before the, the girls were born. But then by the next morning, we got to see the baby girls. Yeah. That was, that was one of the coolest, neatest, impromptu trips ever. It was. It was great. And we were talking about it um, just a couple of days ago with Philip and Henry. December 7th, Who, who I think happened it was. to be in um, 17th. Who happened oh, okay. to be in L.A. as well. Cool. Yeah, like I said, like all of it came together. One of the things we did do, Mom, that both Dad and I said, oh, Mom should definitely have been here for this and you would have loved it, is we went around and we looked at people's Halloween decorations and people were really going for it. Aww. It was really, really interesting. And also they were just beautiful homes in general, but so well decorated. And you guys have always been, you know, Halloween decorators and you would have loved it. Mm, yeah. I, I feel like I've done the least Halloween decor this year than I have in 20 years. Oh, Next but the year. porch night, the porch night is making an appearance back on oh, the Halloween. Yes. So, so he has a, a skeleton hanging from his, um, like spear. And then mm-hmm. I came home, I just cracked up. Yeah. Mom, mom put a like Halloween Jason, like the, the, is it Jason? I don't know. The I think so. Mask, I don't watch scary movies. The, the but... murderer from the Halloween movies who wears the hockey mask. She's put the hockey mm-hmm. mask on the night, on the porch night. So as soon as this podcast is over, we're putting him back on the porch. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Because it's now we'll officially <laughs> a Halloween decoration. It's a decoration. But well, no. we'll see if you guys get any more complaints. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, you would have loved this. Maggie's given me this tour because this is like, re- this area is really well known for their Halloween dec- decorations, uh, Toluca Lake. And she's like, that's Fred Astaire's home where he, where Fred Astaire used to live. And Frank all these Sinatra, other- but so close. Oh, Frank Sinatra <laughs> and all these others. And I was just so impressed, Maggie. Either you were making it all up really seamlessly using your <laughs> acting skills, or you really knew what you were talking about. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool area. Definitely. Well, a couple more years, you can buy a house and move in there. You said they all started at like five million for oh, a little yeah, fixer you know, upper. And he's, and he's a little five. Yeah. If I want to be on the lake, then we're probably talking 10, 15. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And thanks. Yeah. 10, That's 15, right. 80, That's somewhere in cool. that ballpark. Did you guys take any video or pictures or you just enjoyed Dad it? Dad did. I, I was driving. Oh, good. Good. Well, then I'll have a look at them. Yeah. And you could put them in the podcast if they're any good. I'm not sure they're any good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hey, thank you for uh, catching up on the LA trip and our weekly adventures with us. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you and to learn what's on your mind and answer any questions that you might be thinking about for me and Mags or any topics. Go to wholesomechaos.com to suggest those and check out the other aspects of what we have there for you too. Until next time. I love you guys. Love you too, Max. And we love you. Have a great week. Bye. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Jenna and I have officially decided on Halloween costumes. Oh. Bring it. I I don't think I want to tell you guys yet, though, Mm. but... They're going to be really good. We started brainstorming different videos we want. We've ordered the costumes. And I I was so behind on costumes last year and everything was last minute that it's good to have a little bit of a head start on this. But man, 
I'm I'm very very excited, and I I will be talking about it so much on here. Are you guys gonna dress up? What do you think, honey? I um I actually unpacked the uh, velvet smoking jacket for your dad today. I was showing him that, so I'd like to see him in that. All right, know. honey. We're going to go try on some <laughs> costumes right now, honey. Oh, no. And, no, no, no. no. No, no. I mean, just for Halloween. It's, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? Wholesome chaos. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 